Hello, welcome to the NTT20 betting show. We're sponsored by Black Type, who this week have sorted a sign-up offer for listeners of the podcast. If you sign up to Black Type and use the coupon code NTT20, that is all in capitals, NTT20. What do you get? You get a £10 free bet. It's got to be a football selection, but when you sign up and use the coupon code, as you make your first selection, you should see a £10 free bet appear using the coupon code NTT20. And now, on with the pod. And this week is a reduced fixture list due to the international break, but still plenty of games across League One and League Two, and enough for us to get our teeth into and hopefully uh, give some half-decent thoughts on the weekend's games. George, how did we get on last week with our tips? Yeah, you're still out in front, Ali, Um, uh, but it wasn't a great week for you, as you already know. Um, A bit of a reversal in fortunes this week. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Your match and focus, BTTS win, and Leeds win, sorry, 0-0 draw, not the best one there. Not Um, great. (laughs) The nap was Birmingham, which is also a loser. Walsall, uh, also a loser, and Luton, minus one, the same. A couple of winners, though, BTTS. Our BTTS form is very, very good. Mm. We're strong at picking out the, uh, the scorers. Uh, so that was a winner, and uh, Lincoln also obliged easily away at Exeter. So two winners and four losers for you left you uh, minus two point six five. So not you know nothing too horrific, uh, and that puts you on still healthily in profit five point six five in the plus so far this season. Um, I had a better week. Uh, I was in the black for once, which was nice. Draw, draw no bet for Borough nil nil draw. So no bet there. Um, nothing done. Uh, losers in Grimsby and uh, MK Dons and under two and a half, which was a real kick in the teeth because they were 1-0 up going into injury time. And then my favourite team, Swindon, um, got a late equaliser. If that had gone in, then I think there wouldn't be much in the overalls, mm. which is a bit of a blow. But, you know, you have to roll with the punches. We'll get a few last-minute winners going our way as well. BTTS, yes, again. Uh, I think that's four, four out of four yeah. or five out of five Correct. Um, so far. Uh, that was Sunderland versus Oxford, one all draw. Uh, Pompey the Nap uh, applied very easily as well, 3-0. And Derby beating Hull. So that left me 1.77 in the profit, which seems a bit miserly, I must say. You've got to stop backing such short price uh, things. But um, yeah, so that's 1.77, which means I'm, I am 3.1 down. So only about eight points in it now, which is a bit better for me. <laughs> Still in profit over the two of us as well. And um, as you mentioned, despite the fact there's no championship action this weekend, we have been diving deep into League One and League Two and we've got a bit of value. Yeah, definitely. Black Type have set up a part of their website designed specifically to make our bets easy to find. You can find that at blacktype.bet slash sportsbook slash soccer slash NTT20 or if you just go on blacktype.bet click on the football section uh, then down the right hand side you'll you'll see all the divisions listed i think last week we were wedged between the mexico under 20s league and the dutch area divisi so that was very exciting but again this weekend uh, when you're looking for what we've tipped up on the podcast not only will we list all the bets at the end of the pod but they are easily discoverable at the black type website uh, let's get into our match in focus now again we picked a few games for you to vote on and you voted for Sunderland v Fleetwood there's a, a, a couple of dissenters George amongst the uh, Twitter ranks a couple of uh, high profile friends of the pod and listeners complaining that we've discussed Sunderland too much recently possible um, truth in that I mean they were our 
team of the week. That's not really our fault. And then we went to Sunderland Oxford on the weekend. So I think it's fair to discuss that game in depth, a game that we were able to analyse a little closer than some others. Um, But I think in all honesty, we wanted to flag this one up because A, there's a few interesting bets that we found, but also because of the form of, of Fleetwood. Um, Joey Barton's Fleetwood uh, to give them their full name they lost on the opening day at home to Wimbledon uh, which looked really poor but that seems to have been a bit of an, an anomaly looking at their last five league games yeah and also I mean if you learn anything in the last couple of years it's that the popular vote cannot be changed so it's important <laughs> that you stick with it um, so, it. <laughs> um, yeah that's our, our new podcast coming out in, uh, in 2019 no it's uh, I mean coming from a purely betting angle here um, so you know, not going to talk too much about each team's necessary, necessary like circumstantial merits. I can do um, that. Yeah, well, you, you go purely betting, and so, I'll, I mean, I'll give a bit of. Uh, firstly, Sunderland. Um, just in, in terms of the eye test, we, we we flagged maybe before the Oxford game that we weren't entirely sure that that the shot data backed up their performances. Both Gillingham and AFC Wimbledon having a lot of chances against them, despite the relatively easy four-one and two-one wins, they were still conceding a lot of chances. Eleven v eleven. On the weekend, uh, Sunderland started very, very poorly indeed. Oxford were the better team. If you look at um, Fleetwood, and I don't think anyone would argue with that, that's not just a you know, biased. I mean, Oxford were the better team, 11 v 11, 11 v 10. If anything, uh, the introduction of Charlie Wyke in the second half, who you assume will play, actually made, gave uh, Sunderland their best spell of the game uh, kind of early on in the second half when they scored. Fleetwood, um, if you're looking at their away form, they beat Oxford very, comfort- uh, very comfortably 2-0. They beat Scunthorpe 5-0. They got a 0-0 draw at the Valley. So their three away games so far in the league, they're yet to concede a goal. Um, I think it's fair to say that Joey Bartons has made a really, really good start uh, at Fleetwood. Their opening game against AFC, AFC Wimbledon, the one blot, but their home form hasn't really looked quite as good despite getting uh, past Bradford with just 10 men. So I'm leaning towards Fleetwood here. The other angle is obviously something that people, Sunderland fans know all about, and that is they, they keep going behind in games. Charlton on opening day, they were 1-0 down at the Stadium of Light. At Gillingham, they were 1-0 down, then went on to win 4-1. At AFC Wimbledon, they were 1-0 down at half-time. Against Oxford, they were 1-0 down. They looked very, very slow to start as well. Obviously, this is one of those things where that, I mean, that run is going to break, but I think there is method. And if you're looking at how quick Fleetwood start as well, I think there's method to, to think this is going to go the same way. Sunderland could easily grow into the game and, and, and end up beating them fairly comfortably, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Joey Barton has his team pretty fired up for what's their biggest game of the season so far. Black tight make it 7-2 to two that, uh, that Fleetwood are winning at half-time. I think that is just a cracking bet, a decent value. I think BTTS is a bit of a banker here as well, given Sunderland's issues at the back and given Fleetwood's strength, really. Um, but having said that, you'd still expect the, the attacking prowess that Sunderland have got to have their say sometime in the game. So you can also, if, if you want a bit of a bigger price, you can back 1-0 Fleetwood at half-time at 5-1. to one. But just given the stats, given the qualities of the team, given what they've both done, and, and especially given what I've seen uh, live from both teams this season, I think this is going to be a really tight game um, in terms of who finishes in front. I wouldn't really want to call it. I think Fleetwood are a shade of value in the match betting. Um, but I think at half, Fleetwood to be winning at half time at 7-2 is my bet for the match and focus. A couple of interesting things about this Fleetwood side. Uh, in terms of style of play, possibly not too surprising for those who have heard Joey Barton and Sean Dyche uh, discuss football and management on Barton's podcast that he did last year called The Edge, which I would recommend listening to. But there is a Dyshian aspect to this 
Fleetwood side, very much set up in 4-4-2, um, pretty, pretty well structured. Uh, without the ball uh, and in defence, you'll notice a lot of blocked shots, a lot of uh, you know, defending relatively deep and, and trying to avoid uh, the opposition getting into central areas in the box, uh, allowing teams to cross the ball in and backing Craig Morgan and Ashley Easton to, to head the ball away. So in that sense... Uh, a touch of the Burnleys, a touch of the Atletico Madrids, if we want to go continental with it. Um, they've really started developing quite a nice um, combination down the left-hand side. Uh, James Husband on loan from Norwich and Ashley Hunter uh, as the left midfielder have started combining really, really well. Uh, certainly against Bradford, that was in, in full effect last week. Uh, they beat Bradford, I was going to say comfortably, but it wasn't. They were down to 10 men in the first half. Um, Barton kept Ched Evans and Paddy Madden on, so it became a, a 4-3-2 formation, which is quite ballsy when going down to 10 men, but it, it, it showed intent and it paid off with the win. Um, you know, Fleetwood felt a bit hard done by with the red card. They felt hard done by with a disallowed goal, but uh, as a team and as a staff, they kept their head. So again, something that we discussed with Barton, was he going to be able to deal with the pressure and was he be able to keep his anger in check? Well, so far, he's doing a good job. Uh, so husband and Hunter down the left, a good partnership. And given that we saw Donald Love, the, the Sunderland right-back, struggle last week, I think that could be a problem area for Sunderland. Um, if you're uh, Love and you're tracking Hunter, who's got a real penchant for cutting in and swinging these brilliant in-swinging crosses towards Chet Evans and Madden, um, then you've got, to be, you've got to be confident that your right midfielder is going to be tracking the overlapping run of husband. Now, if it's Chris Maguire playing right midfield or, or Gooch, for example, they are going to have to do that because otherwise Love is going to have a, a pretty tough time. And uh, those in-swinging crosses uh, of Hunters are very, very hard to defend. So I think Evans and Madden will cause problems. Um, and, I, and I agree with what you say. I think up against Ozturk and Baldwin at, at the back for Sunderland, um, they're really going to have their hands full. Max Power obviously suspended. Brian Oviedo away on international duty. So it's a slightly weaker Sunderland starting eleven, you'd say, than last week. Uh, and, and yeah, Fleetwood, as you've said, on good form, showing good character uh, and no little quality as well. So with that, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here as my bet for matching focus. That's at 17 to 20 or 1.85 in decimals uh, with black type. I just think that Fleetwood have the tools and the system to cause Sunderland problems. But from what we saw, as you mentioned there, with Charlie White coming on, um, a partnership with Josh Madger maybe developing with Gooch as well, who's such a good player at this level. I do think that Sunderland, you know, as we've seen throughout the season, are going to offer a goal threat of their own. I'm going to go with the over 2.5 goals at 17 to 20 or 1.85. And I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it will be uh, a, an absolute cracking game. I look forward to watching the highlights on Saturday evening. Also in League One, I've got my nap and it's Pompey. Now you picked Pompey as your nap at home last week at 4-6 to six, and they delivered with a very comfortable 3-0 win now they're 5-6 to six this week at home to Shrewsbury and I can't really understand why they're that long I, I know it's not the most exciting price but it's, it's my best bet across the division this it's, weekend it's, it's a very exciting price for a winner Absolutely. Well, let's wait and see. I'm not going to say it's a, a banker. I'm trying to avoid that so I don't get burned. But look, here we go. Portsmouth have faced only six shots on target in their three home games so far. That's the joint fewest in the league. Shrewsbury perhaps a little unlucky not to have picked up a win so far, but that's not to say that they've been dominant in their games by any means. I think that one of their issues is uh, converting chances, whether it's 
Lee Angle or Linnell John Lewis. Uh, they've got Amadi Holloway and, and Gnahua as well. I just don't have huge faith in their strikers. Um, Wally and Gilead, okay as wide men, but I, I don't think they're consistent goal threats. Um, Gilead's just got one goal in 57 League One appearances. Wally, 18 in 106. Um, and you can say the opposite for Portsmouth, whose strikers, whether it's Hawkins or Pittman, have not been prolific so far, but whose wingers, Ronan Curtis and Jamal Lowe, out wide for Pompey, having an unbelievable season so far. Five and four goals, respectively. Uh, they've got Andre Green coming off the bench. No surprise to hear me say that their defence is very strong because we've said that all season and it's being borne out in the stats as well. So I suspect Shrews' best chance is uh, scoring from a set piece, uh, but ultimately very confident of the home win at 5-6. to six, So that's my nap. Where are you going for yours, George? My nap is, uh, I mean, I'm a friend of the pod, Marco Hare, said this about a bet last weekend and um, and it didn't go too well, but this is my nap of the season, I think. Um, and it's... It's pretty close to home, um, you know. Try not to, to to kind of punt on Oxford matches too much, uh, but Oxford at six to four at home to Coventry live on Sky on Sunday um, is yeah. I mean, I'd like to stick more than my two points on it. How um, often? How often do you bet on Oxford? Not very often. How many times a season do you think? Depends if we're good or bad. I mean, generally, I mean, it, it's completely obviously. I, I feel like I've got more of a steer on Oxford than, than other teams, but then at the same time, you've got to make sure you're not. And I probably bet against Oxford as much as I bet on Oxford, to be mm. honest. Um, but this is, I, I just can't believe we're not odds on. I genuinely just cannot believe it. I think the only way that, that's, that this is the right price is, is by taking the six or seven games as a whole and just totally ignoring the complete shift in form and personnel over the last couple of weeks. Not only did Oxford's, the turning point of our season so far was beating Coventry in the EFL Cup when Coventry put out pretty much a first team. And we, and we shifted our team by bringing in the likes of uh, Cameron Norman, John Massino, Marcus Brown, Gavin White, who have basically been the key to our turnaround and form who are now starting every week. So in effect, you could look at it as being basically a repeat of that game. Um, Coventry, a dire as well. I mean, if you're look, looking, looking at their away record this season, they went and got a point at AFC Wimbledon, fine. They, they got beat by a, a fairly ropey Blackpool team. They went to Gillingham, who can't really pick up any points and drew one all the way, one all the way from home. They got beat by Rochdale at home last weekend. I mean, they look like one of the worst teams in the league. Mm. Um, Oxford, on the other hand, uh, flying high with confidence, basically, after a shocking start to the season where the performances were as bad as the results. Um, that game that I mentioned turned it around. Um, the Sunderland game, for example, they were the better team away at Sunderland. Um, they got you know got their season up and running against Burton by, by dispatching them pretty easily. They've scored, uh, including the the game last night. They've scored in every single game. They scored two, three, three, one, and three. Um, the attacking prowess of, of players like Brown, Holmes, Henry, who are all missing at the start of the season, is now there. This is this is wrong. Um, mm. And I'm you know it's live on Sky. Oxford have a fairly poor record on the box, but I don't really buy into that. Um, Carl Robinson on the other hand has a fantastic record in big games and given his um, exuberant nature you can understand why that would be the case um, Odds on him and Mark Squeaky Robbins as, as Steve Evans calls him uh, having a bit of a dust up in front of the cameras He's got a touchline ban <laughs> Of course he does So he won't be, he won't be there um, which, which may be a good thing as well But yeah, I you know it's, it's live on Sky on Sunday so you'll be able to see the game um, I have a feeling you know, Black Type also have Oxford at even money for relegation, which you know, I, I, I can't see that either. Trying really hard to keep my um, my unbiased hat on. I mean, I think 
Ali. Yeah, we're going to have an Oxford amnesty over the next few pods. We but, are, yeah. Um, we are, but this is, you know, this is a betting podcast and this is purely an attempt to, to outline some value. Um, yeah, yeah, we I, got a tweet on uh, Saturday from a Coventry fan, not very happy, Charlie, saying, <coughs> uh, I'd be surprised if there's a team in the EFL worse in front of goal as Coventry, 11 shots in the first half, but not a single one on target. Um, you know, that's borne out in the, in the shots on target stats across their, their last few games, especially some fairly worrying trends for Coventry. So uh, six to four, Oxford, your nap. Uh, what about your best bet in League Two? Yeah, so six to four, as you mentioned there, which is actually the best price on odds checker on Oxford, six to four with black type. And they are also the best price on my League Two bet, which is Forest Green at home to Port Vale. Um, this is actually following a pretty similar uh, thought process to um, to the Oxford bet. It's a team at home who look like they're going in the right direction in Forest Green. They may have lost Christian Doidge, but since they lost him, albeit one, one of the games was in the checker trade last night, they've scored seven goals in those, in those two games. You feel like this is a team who have the... And I've always felt with Doidge as well, despite the fact that he's obviously prolific and a very good player, you, you kind of feel like his goals are the... Are the on the back of, of good team performances in a way. He doesn't necessarily create his own chances. No, exactly. Which means that if he's scoring goals, then he's probably part of a, of a team that is creating plenty for him. Exactly. And, and we saw, you know, the, the tune that Mark Cooper got out of this Forest Green team in their promotion from the conference. They <clears throat> maybe struggled slightly to acclimatise to life in the Football League uh, last season, but that is not the case here. They're, they're undefeated this season in all competitions, winning four of their games. Um, they look really, really smart. I've, I've batted them to finish in the top seven this season. I think they look really good. Um, Port Vale, on the other hand, have lost five of their seven games in all comps. They've lost all three of their away games thus far. Again, I, I, f- I feel like this should be uh, fairly clearly odds on. Um, I'm, I'm happy to, to hang, hang a point on, on Forest Green here. Good stuff. Well, in League Two, I am looking at Swindon. Away at Morecambe at 11-8. to eight. I so nearly went back in with Lincoln this week. Um, but I, they're just... I'm not even sure they are too short at 4-6. to six, But we're trying to mix it up a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm just so sure that they're very good. But I'm also pretty happy to go with Swindon away at Morecambe. Um, Swindon have scored in every game so far this season. A lot of those goals have been penalties, uh, which might skew the data a little bit. But I do think that they have shown time and time again that they can find the net they got a late equaliser against MK Dons last week Um, they're not the best defensively Swindon but this is as much about Morecambe being bad as as about Swindon being good Morecambe have only scored in two of their six games so far Uh, they've only kept one clean sheet in their six games so coming up against a team that scored in every game Definitely expecting Swindon to notch in this game. Uh, Swindon's away form, not amazing. Uh, a loss at Lincoln is certainly no disaster. Uh, they drew with Forest Green, which was a very even game uh, away. And then against Crawley in that absurd match where they were two goals up uh, and then had two men sent off and conceded a late equaliser to a dubious penalty. So not too concerned about their away form in terms of this. Uh, and then obviously that late equaliser uh, against MK Dons last week. Um, uh, Morecambe project quite badly uh, defensively um, a lot worse than last season uh, going forward they, they did score two goals last weekend but I'm just not convinced about the Morecambe side and I think that Swindon at 11 to 8 are a very good price here so that's my best bet for League 2 um, so Portsmouth nap for me Oxford nap for you Forest Green in League 2 for yourself and Swindon and that fourfold pays just under 22 to 1 with black type. Uh, 
now for some <coughs> both teams to score bets. The pressure's on here now, isn't it? Yeah, we've had a good record recently. But we've See, also blown our own trumpet about, or, or I've blown our trumpet about it. So we've got yeah. to make sure it continues. So you know what happens. I, I, I was crowing a bit about my good form last week and, and that, that changed. So I'm going to try to avoid that sort of jinxing. Uh, anyway, what's your BTTS bet this weekend in the EFL? Uh, going down to League Two, um, it's Tranmere against Colchester, 8-11 to 11, uh, with black type. Uh, it, it's f- a fairly simple one this um, I don't know if it's necessarily fantastic value uh, which is always what you should be looking for but I think it's, it's likely to cop um, just in terms of both teams if, if you're looking at Chamier's record this season you feel like they are a team especially at home who you always expect to score drawing a blank against Mansfield it's maybe the fly in the ointment there but we've discussed Mansfield and how solid they are this season very very hard to break down both Tranmere and Colchester rank in the top um, six or seven in League Two for expected goals so you can expect them both to be attacking Colchester in particular really really impressive going forwards um, you're looking at the fact that last time they were on the road they managed to concede to Cheltenham despite winning 3-1 Cheltenham have been very very poor in front of goal so far which suggests there could be some weakness at the back um, Tranmere fans obviously I mean if you speak to any Tranmere fan at the moment the Players who are catching their fancy are, uh, are the attacking players in the form of Norwood, um, of Norwood mm. and uh, and and so you just got to feel that I'm sure you spoke to any Tranmere fan going into the game, they'd be pretty confident of getting on the score sheet, and I think Colchester fans would say the same. So not the most glamorous, but uh, yeah, BTTS Tranmere against Colchester at eight to eleven. Good stuff. My BTTS this weekend comes Bristol Rovers against Plymouth. Uh, neither of these teams impressing so far this season. But in terms of this bet, neither of these teams have kept a clean sheet yet either in their six games. So BTTS landing in nine of their 12 games combined so far. I think both are looking fairly leaky, but also I think both uh, offer some threat going forward. I know that Plymouth struggling to recreate the the form of the Carey, Lemires and Taylor sort of triumvirate from last season. I know that Freddie Ladapo has, has come in and, and has been very industrious, but I think he's struggling to provide really the foil for those attacking players that, uh, that Taylor does so well. Um, so it hasn't really worked for them trying to replace Taylor with, a, with more of a goal scorer because of what he was doing uh, in terms of bringing others into play. But with Carey, you've always got a threat. Um, he's not had the best start to the season, but... Uh, of course, from set pieces as well. He's just always a danger. Um, Bristol Rovers themselves, uh, you know, you, you, you always back them to have some chances. And um, if Circum's back fit, then he's always a threat as well. So I do think that they've both, they both pose a goal threat. Uh, but clearly, with neither team keeping a clean sheet yet, there's plenty of work to do at the back. Uh, Bristol Rovers haven't kept a clean sheet at home, uh, which is, you know, pretty worrying. And at four to five, I think that this is a, a good value bet. So both teams to score Bristol Rovers versus Plymouth is my bet. Finally, we've got our sort of longer odds bet uh, just to try and, and, uh, and nick a, a, really, a longer winner. Really boost the coffers. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, where are you looking for this one? Yeah, came close, as I mentioned last week with this, um, with a four to one shot. Got a five to one poke here. Um, it's which, the same bet as I had last week. Exactly it is exactly the same bet you had last week. And, and that's almost, I mean, it's not specifically that, that's my thinking, but it's, anyway, it's Luton minus one at Doncaster, um, where we've seen enough of, I mean, they're yet to cover the handicap away from home, um, Luton, but I think we've seen enough of, of Nathan Jones as Luton, albeit in League Two, to know that there are going to be occasions this season where they turn up and are basically too good for the oppo. Um, they've made a solid, if unspectacular, start to the season, it has to be said. Um, I still expect them to be 
vying for promotion come the end of it. Um, they've hit a little bit of form in the last uh, couple of weeks, winning two games on the, uh, two games on the trot and then getting an away draw at Wickham, which again is a result I think that will look better in a couple of months because I think that this Wickham team are going to be pretty hard to beat at Adams Park. Uh, Doncaster, on the other hand, have, have struggled really after after a pretty fast start uh, in their last. They haven't won in the last six games in all comps. Um, I'm not convinced that they. I mean, they drew two nil nil, uh, two nil nil draws against Shrewsbury and Portsmouth. That nil nil draw against Pompey is fairly impressive. But at fives, I just feel like for Doncaster at the moment, if, if they do go one nil down, they're going to have to um, basically come out, come out a bit and, and, and have a go at Luton. Um, and I think there are going to be a few teams better at picking teams off like that than Luton. Um, I expect this uh, this team to click pretty quickly. Uh, and minus one, Luton is my. Uh, I, I don't think I made a very good case for it there, but uh, but nonetheless, I'm I'm happy to uh, to tip up Luton minus one. My longer odds bet is Berry versus Grimsby to be nil nil uh, on the correct score market at thirteen to two. Um, trying something a bit different here. I was I was looking at some correct score markets, and this one for me is uh, due to not being that impressed with Grimsby going forward this season, but I think that under Michael Jolly, especially in the away games, the emphasis will be on keeping things fairly tight at the back. And I think that Berry are still finding themselves uh, as an attacking force. They scored three last week uh, as Dom Telford uh, bagged two, uh, starting to find his feet a little bit. But I really think that Grimsby uh, have the tools to frustrate Berry here. I don't think they offer a massive golf threat themselves, but I think that they could uh, they could shut this one down. And I think Michael Jolly would be very very happy to do that. So at thirteen to two, Berry and Grimsby nil nil, and the correct score market is my bet. And this concludes the week's betting show, sponsored by Black Type. Despite the reduced fixture list, still plenty of bets put forward, and you'll be able to find them all listed on the Black Type website. Uh, blacktype.bet slash sportsbook slash soccer slash NTT20 or just navigate to the page on the right hand sidebar just to recap our bets in terms of outright winners we've gone for Portsmouth and Oxford as our naps this weekend Portsmouth at 5-6 to six, Oxford at 6-4 to four. Uh, you've also picked out Forest Green at home to Port Vale at 11-10 to 10, and I'm going with Swindon away at Morecambe at 11 to 8 uh, for our for our both teams to score bets I've gone with Bristol Rovers and Plymouth yes at 4 to 5 you've gone with Tranmere and Colchester yes at 8 to 11 and our long shots Luton minus 1 at 5 to 1 for yourself and Bury v Grimsby to be nil nil at 13 to 2 one more reminder that if you sign up to black type using the offer code NTT20 has to be all in caps. NTT20. You'll get a £10 free bet. It's got to be a bet on football, so make sure it's a good one this weekend. And thank you very much for listening. And until next time. (laughs) 